Hallelujah. I'm just feeling out the Holy Ghost. I know I'm, I'm heading the right direction. I love what I feel here. You know, this is not what I'm preaching on, but look at this. This is the plan of God. John sees Jesus, sees him resurrected. It surprises him because he saw the man Jesus. And all of a sudden, he sees this man. And he says, oh, I fell at his feet as of dead. Jesus puts his hand on him and says, don't fear. I'm the first. I'm the last. Just like Isaiah said God was, I'm the first, I'm the last. But then he says, don't fear, because I was dead, and now I'm alive. Because right. God could never say that before. God would just say, I'm the first, I'm the last. But now Jesus says, I'm the first, I'm the last, and I was dead, and now I am alive. John is totally surprised by all this vision that he sees. It surprises him. And then Jesus just opens up visions to him. And I think this surprised him. Because even in those days, they had people separated one from another, extremely by culture and finance. We don't do that today, but extremely. And that is not right. You cannot take any of God's creation like that. Hallelujah. And John sees this vision and goes, what in the world am I looking at? And after this I beheld a great multitude, no man could number of all nations, kindreds, people, and tongues. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand. One thing, they were worshiping God, but they were from every single part. Yes. And when people used to come to our church, not that I pastored, I was part of in San Francisco. They, you guys are amazing. We had people from India, from African countries, hallelujah, from South America. And I thought that was normal until, well, it just wasn't normal. Hallelujah. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know a little bit about me. I'm all over the place. I've worked with the Vietnamese. I've worked with the Koreans. We've worked mostly with, uh, with, with, with the Spanish. I'm Jewish by upbringing. Hallelujah. So here's this Jew working with people that, in, that were mostly Catholic. We were running from a Lutheran church. Hallelujah. <laughs> we have a joke. We sat in an a African-American church for about 10, 12 years. I preached a lot around there. And I say, you know what? I love the black circles. You're not black circle here. You're everything circle. So, but that's yeah, all right. See, I love the black circles. I said, I love the Hispanics. I said, I don't know about the white. <laughs> now, honestly, God loves everybody. And every one of us has this little thing that God can reach down into your heart. He wants you saved. He doesn't want you just in the church. He wants you saved. Because when Jesus comes back again, hallelujah, you've got to be ready to go with him. Amen. And the church, I know we try to make real comfortable and all that good kind of stuff, but we're in for a bumpy ride sometimes. If you're going on an airplane, it's not about going on the airplane. It's going to be bumpy. But you're going to the other part of the nation or another country. You just hold on for dear life because when you get to the other, the other side, you've reached your destination. My destination is the voice of the Lord Jesus. That says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's my goal. That's my heartbeat. That's what I serve after. That's what I want. Everything along the line, I love to see souls saved and everything else. Hallelujah. But my goal is to hear his voice. My goal is to see the one that somehow, somehow appeared unto me. Somehow died on the cross and then made himself real. And made those chilly bumps. 
Hallelujah. And made my tongue to stammer and others' tongues and all this kind of stuff. Hallelujah. And it's not just about tongues. It's about the dance. It's about the shout. But it's not the emotion anyway. It's the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us and changes us. Hallelujah. I was praying in my house one time. Hallelujah. And I always told my kids, don't, my older kids, once they're old, I said, don't just, you know, you, you call me before you come here because I'm praying. I don't want to be looking out the door and he forgot. And I get crazy when I pray, elder. I just do that. That's just how I do business, man. Some people just do it like this. And it's just my character. So God has to use how, who I is, who I am, you know. And he walks in the door and goes, you okay? You know, it's like, it's like I'm a nervous dad with, a, with my wife about to have a baby. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Well, you got to do business however you do business. And let me just tell you something. It's good to be in the house of God. Get yourself a personal prayer life. There's something about prayer corporately that will help. But let me tell you something. The real secret of prayer, you ready, is secret prayer. Is secret prayer. You get alone with God. You know we're here and preaching. You know just preach till you get some oil. That's not the point. Have you ever heard that before? Nope, that's California. That's where I was. That's the 10, 12 years he used to say. He says, preach till oil comes up, he used to say. <laughs> Let me tell you, pray till the oil comes up. Because if you pray till the oil comes up, everything flows out of there. Hallelujah. 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 I'm just excited to know God for real. Hallelujah. Some of the most anointed times that I've had haven't been in the pulpit. I substituted school for 10 years because God told me to. We had a church of kids off the street. (laughs) And God just likes to be God. You know what I'm saying? He says, listen, because I've been in business. I sold a lot of stuff. I told you I'm Jewish. You know I got to sell stuff. It's just in me. Serious. Got to have my own business. It's just in me. Just in me. But I can't put my left foot with my right foot, which is also part of our nature. I don't know why. We're all like that. I have no idea. I, I can't figure that out. It's just serious truth. Hallelujah. Where was I at? I forgot where I was at. My wife's not here. She can't keep me on task. <laughs> Substitute teaching. And I'd pray in the morning. I said, God, let my anointing come on. Hallelujah. And I'd see those kids. I taught in the court system, and these kids were B-A-D bad. They were bad. But we used to have kids from there in our church playing on the roof, playing on the roof instead of coming to the service. Get down from that roof. Get down from the roof and steal money out of my wife's purse while we're taking the offering. But I love those kids. But some of my most anointed times were not in the pulpit. It was there in the classroom. Remember one time I had such a great prayer meeting in the morning. And oh, my God, I feel good. I feel God. I was going to go back to sleep. I had about four hours of sleep, got up, prayed. I felt so good. And the school called me. Can you substitute school for us? I said, oh, well, actually, I got something else to do today. I wasn't lying. I had to go back to sleep. I was telling the truth. I said, well, you know, I got something else to do. They said, Mr. Davidson, those kids are asking for you. Well, that touched my heart. 
I'm not touching my heart. Let me tell you, you want your life to mean something, find someone that you can help. <laughs> we, we can't help everybody. I can't help this guy. He's too spiritual for me. I met him. His smile, his glows, his glow runs there into Cracker Barrel Restaurant. I go, oh, my God. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, I can help somebody. Amen. Find somebody you help, and your life will change. Life will change. Just find somebody. Find somebody. Put your arms say, hey, you know what? I'm going to church. Maybe you can come with me. What do you think? We'll go out for breakfast first. We'll maybe go out for lunch. If you get breakfast, you'll be too tired to be in the house of God. We'll go for lunch first afterwards. And it, it helps. It does something. Yes, now, where was I? You've got to keep me right on track here. <laughs> now this time you forgot. You've got to keep me on track here. Substituting school. I had prayed in the morning. And then, they, yeah, so they said, they said, Mr. Davidson, those kids love you. I really tried to get out of it. And this is the honest truth. I said, ma'am, this is, I think either the principal, the principal secretary, I said, ma'am, what I do is I play chess all day with those kids. Now, it wasn't quite the truth. I teach the kids a chess lesson and then play. But I didn't want to teach. So I said, ma'am, ma'am I play chess with those kids. She goes, we don't care. Just come over to the class. Now, what happened was I had an extraordinary prayer time, not because I was going to preach, just because I wanted to pray. You'll find among any ministry, I don't care what organization they're with, they will pray so they can preach. And I found out we need to preach because we've prayed. Prayer needs to be the work. Prayer is your struggle, friend. Prayer and consecration is the battle that you will have that you can wrestle and, and wrestle things out and say, God, help me and forgive me and do this. And you got to wrestle that out. Sometimes it's with other tongues, but sometimes you got to battle even with your words. Right. Hallelujah. So I saw those kids. and I had had such a good prayer meeting. I said, four hours of sleep. Oh, my God. And I go in there. I don't know how you are, but sometimes when I don't sleep, it's like a fast. I'm edgy. I'm edgy anyway. But... <laughs> that's why I didn't drink coffee yesterday. It's just how God made me. That's my ADNA. ADNA. How do we say it in English? DNA. Estoy pensando en español cuando estoy predicando. Gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. Cuando estoy hablando en español. Okay, está bien. Yo voy a predicar en español este día. Yo voy a sentir como en casa. I am preaching Spanish. I feel at home. I looked at those kids, and I realized what good prayer will do for our lives. For our lives. It doesn't just get us to the church and make us praise God. It changes something in our lives, in our spirits, in our hearts. That's why before you go to sleep, you want to pray so your dreams can change. You want to start your day so your thoughts will change. I mean, pray in the Holy Ghost, in other tongues, in mysteries in the Spirit. At any rate, I'm in the class. I go, my God, I've been here before with these kind of kids, but these kids, all I can see is promise in them. I looked at it from God's standpoint. They know they're in trouble. (laughs) And I looked at those kids. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to hug every one of them. But it would have been too mushy. I couldn't do it. But I looked at the kids and I said, can I tell you something? We're going to take roll. But I'm honestly, I'm glad to be here with you today. And they looked at me like, 
You're crazy. You didn't lost your mind. I said, no, no. I'm glad to be here today. I said, God, give me an opening. <laughs> In my mind, give me an opening. Because... If they fire me for preaching, I don't care. I didn't want to get in there anyway. God told me to take that. You follow what I'm saying? I made more money in business. Hallelujah. They're paying me 100 bucks a day. I made two or 300 in sales. Get out of here. You follow what I'm saying? I, God, this is up to you. Not that I abuse my state of California license, but you know. So I, God, give me an opening. And I said, I'm just, I'm glad to be here. I want to preach. I want to preach. I want to preach. And all of a sudden, one of the kids says, are you high? I go, oh, here it comes. I said, yep, I'm higher than a kite. Let me tell you what happened this morning, about five in the morning. And I'm ready to, I'm, I, here goes my job. Here's my, here goes, I don't care. And I'm just about to do it. I guess the Lord put an intervention because one of the kids says, hey, wait a minute. That guy's a preacher. He already preached for our church. And I don't know what she was doing in there. But he preached for our church. And then she goes, it was so funny. She goes, and you better watch your mouth too. (laughs) And it's like she controlled. I'm telling you, prayer makes us feel different. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. The sign is other tongues. But the evidence is on the inside. What's the difference? In the statement of faith, now be a historian, the statement of faith when it was put together in 1945, 45, yeah, said it is the sign of speaking in tongues. And they wrestled sign or evidence. They said sign. And I'll tell you why. If you go to a store and you want some potatoes, what are you calling out here? Nah, there's another word last night. I had one of those, whatever. You get some of those potatoes. Oh, I know why. It was a Texas place misplaced in Connecticut, and they call them something else here. I forgot, taters or something like that. Ah, there's another word too. I'll think of it when I'm all done. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So now where was I? <laughs> you got to keep me on task. I said my wife's not here. Help me out. Where was I? In the classroom, preaching. Where was I? Someone help me out. Potatoes. Oh, a sign. Thank you. You go, all right, I'm going to buy some potatoes. So the sign's out there, 50 cents a pound or $3 a pound, depending on, you know, whatever. Here's the, that's your sign. You know the potatoes are there. But you go into the store, and you'll see the evidence. Here's the potatoes. The sign is speaking in tongues, but the evidence is love, joy, peace, right. change of thinking. Right. You don't want to sin. You want to please God. You got to watch your words. Oh, God can touch your heart. You're sensitive with your conscience. If you say something to your wife that's wrong, you will repent. That's the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The evidence is in Acts chapter 3. The evidence, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but I believe I have something that will help you. It was inside of Peter. It wasn't just the actual healing, but it came from Peter that was on the way back to prayer. He said, I got something. It's going to help you. I know when someone's got the Holy Ghost because they want to help people to know God. Hallelujah. The day of Pentecost was a life changer. Amen. Amen. Was a life changer. Well, 
Hallelujah. Everyone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to sing one song before I preach because I've already, I've already been all over, but I really have something. I feel like I am in the Holy Ghost. I don't think I've ever done this thing, but I feel it in the Spirit. Let me show you first that I'm Jewish because I'm going to try to sell you books. <laughs> oh, God, help us all. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. All right. Oh, you're going to put that on. We have. Oh, Senor, I told you. My left foot, my right foot, my papers. No tiene no idea. Estoy hablando correcto. Hallelujah. This is the development of the Trinity. <laughs> so people go, oh, you believe in the Trinity? No, 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 no. It's historical. All the things that happened through the ages, the councils, the creeds, it did not all happen in Nicaea, all right? It was slow. It was slow, wrong cook until it's done, all right? It started with this in a really nutshell. They're going, well, who's God and who's who's?" Who's God? Who's Jesus? Can we put that together? And they said, and Tertullian in 200, just give you a little snippet, in 200 says, listen, we're going to call it, we're going to call it Trinitas, which was in his mind probably like triune. Some people, I've heard people, one is people, they go, we're not going to say triune, we're not going to say Trinity, we're going to call it the triune God. Well, that was the intention that he had, that God is in three different forms. That part, we have no problem with. But the part that they got to was a problem. Okay, now we have this, and we have this, and we have this. It ended up being three. Oh, I'm sorry. Está traduciendo. We have three co-equal, co-eternal persons, and one has always talked to the other. And that makes Jesus co-eternal and eternal, that Jesus was not just God manifest in the flesh, but he was the co-eternal son that came down in the flesh. That's wrong. I know that was a lot in three minutes, all right? I'm going to give you an exam on this right now, okay? However, you can see what happened. It was basically from carnal thinking because the Holy Ghost will reveal to you Christ. And they were involved in Greek thinking, which that, I didn't want to say any nation, Greek, but the philosophy of that day, learn more about it in the book, all right? It's a little bit intellectual. It's a college level, but it's worth to go through. However, this is a simple book. This is called Jesus Apostrophe Matters, The Matters of Jesus. It's the same idea, but I start with my testimony, getting the Holy Ghost, fighting everybody in the world because I still didn't, <laughs> I got baptized in Jesus' name, still didn't see the oneness because I just didn't give whatever. And finally, I saw it. I tried to convert our whole United Pentecostal Church because I said, you guys don't see it good enough. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So my testimony after that, the development of the Trinity, pictures. A lot of this is because I work with young people, and I felt like some of our young people were not getting it, okay? Neat pictures, no footnotes, easy to understand. At the end of this, then I have church history from Martin Luther to G.T. Haywood, all right? So I strongly recommend you getting both 
books. Oh, there you go. So you can get this at Pentecostal Publishing House for $13 plus shipping and handling. But today we have a special. You can get these today. One for $13, two for $20. All right? Is that a deal? That's a deal. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, We also have bookmarks. They're absolutely free. Let's do this in Spanish. They're called separadores. Everyone say this word. We're going to learn a new word today. If you don't know this in Spanish, separador. You guys do super good. Try it again. Separador. It's a play on words, obviously. Okay? It's a play on words. I don't think there's time. It's 1127. Turn, if you would, please, to Acts chapter 2. I'll sing next year. Acts chapter 2. This is the day of Pentecost that we're celebrating. You may remain seated till we get to the final verse. Verse number 37, we'll start with this. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked. They were bothered. They were disturbed. They were bugged in their heart, convicted. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Peter that had the keys, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive this gift that you're now seeing poured out, the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your babies, I like to paraphrase, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words, he did testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. I think we'll just, for the sake of time, we'll finish right there. Why don't we stand up for a last verse since it's custom borrowed from Nehemiah, and that's fine. Let's read this together in verse number 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Can we lift up our hands? I've got five minutes left. (laughs) Uh, Can I take ten, Bishop? Let's pray. Hallelujah. My God, we love you. Help us, help us, help us. God, I have felt the spirit of the revelation, of revelation for two days on this. Maybe I've used too much time, but would you help us? In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. I want to tell you a secret of getting the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a secret of keeping the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a secret of your growth in the Spirit that's hidden. It's not obvious. It's not talked about. Now, back to this thing. This is called... A separador. Now, that's going to be a play on words. Like if you say drive. You say, how was your drive? Well, what do you mean? How was your drive over here? Or how was your motivation? It's a play on words. We got a lot in every language. So in Spanish, so I told you you can't translate. This is separador. And I'm saying we all need a separador. We all need some separators in our life. It's the spirit 
of the separator that does something between us and our soul and God that helps us. Hallelujah. The separator. Right there in that verse, save yourselves from the world. We need a separador. Everyone say separador. Okay, we're going to teach you good Spanish here. When you see the world, you need a... When they're speaking junk that you know that you don't want to hear, but you want to be their friend anyway, you need the... That's right. That's right. Amen. You turn on the television. Go, oh, I don't want to see that. Then you need a... So you turn it off. That's real hard, isn't it? You're on the Internet. And you're trying to look up your email. And all of a sudden, something flashes across to us. You need a... That's right. It's that spirit of consecration, of separation from you and the world that does something for you and makes you grounded. That's right. Joshua 3, 5. He said, consecrate yourselves because tomorrow the Lord will work miracles, which means that Today is separation, and you don't see blessing coming down. See, I, I can't. Just separate yourself and watch what happens tomorrow. It's hard. It's hard. And every one of us have things to separate ourselves. Let me tell you something. I've thought about this. What do you mean separate from the world? Separate yourself from vanity. Even in the church, folks, in any church. Separate yourself from exaggeration. Separate yourself from being puffed up. Separate it. You need a... Yeah, I had a bishop say, he introduced me, he says, this man has his doctorate in theology. I went, oh, I do not. So I could just gloat in the false pretense. I don't have my master's. Hallelujah. But you know what? I need a... So I talked to him. I said, can I please talk to you? Just for the future, I do not have my doctorate. I just have a master's. I'm putting my separador. I'm going to be honest. Honesty is honored by God. It's hard to be honest. But we need a separator from sin. A separator from ego. You know what? This is just what I found out. I love to feel the presence of the Lord. I love to feel the spirit of revelation when I'm in prayer. I love to feel the spirit of the revelation of revelation when someone's preaching and ooh, I'm getting it. My mind opens up. God opens up things that I couldn't see. But I like to feel the spirit of revelation when I preach. But I found out that's dangerous. Because if I feel the spirit of revelation when I preach, I better watch out that they don't think that it's me, and I don't think that it's me. I can, it's not of me. It's of God. God. God gives the revelation. That's a shepherd of the Lord. Listen, Bishop, you're going to do really well. You keep your spirit. You had a good spirit. I met you yesterday. Not only did you do a good job with this, but you were you you just did a job as unto the Lord. Not everybody's doing that. But I met you. I told my wife, this is a good man. This is a good man. But don't let any time that you do something for God go to your head. Let me tell you, it's dangerous to succeed sometimes because you need a separate of those things. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. 
I want to win the whole world, but I want to win Christ first. I want to win Christ first. Hallelujah. And you're not going to experience that until you're around folk that try to draw you. And that's what he said. What kind of folk? I'll tell you what kind of folk. These were good people. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Those were good people, but they were refusing Christ. So he said, you better save yourself from the people that are refusing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we can apply it. You save yourself from this problem that's going in your life. From the kids that are talking to you wrong. I was in middle school. Make sure I get back on track here. Talking to the kids. You know what? I'm always sweet. I'm always nice. I'd had enough with those kids at middle school. You know what I'm talking about, right? I go, oh, my God. (laughs) And I go, you know what? And I go, I'm going to lose my license doing this. I thought my license to preach. I'm not preach. To uh to uh, um, a teach. <laughs> and I was so mad at those kids. They were bad. I said, every one of you kids. I yelled. I'm sorry. But I felt the Holy Ghost too. <laughs> I said, every one of you needs something in your life. And I can tell you right now what it is. You need to find a house of God. Because if your pastor saw you acting like this, he'd weep. Go ahead. Tell the principal. Tell everybody that I said that. Let them kick me out and take away my license. But I'm still telling you the truth. And if you need to find an exact church, you talk to me. I'll tell you an exact church. Because you guys are messed up. Class, class, quieted down. One of the kids stayed afterwards, about your age, maybe a little, about 13, 14, 15. What's that? What's that? Oh, you're blessed. You're like me. I'm 67. I feel younger. My mom's 92. Gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. Santo sea tu nombre. Perdóname. Perdóname. So uh, this girl, she, I thought, she goes, I'm, I, I want to talk to your teacher. I said, yeah. She goes, you know what? Um, I just got to say this. Well, I'm supposed to be a Christian. And she goes, she goes I've, I've really messed up. I said, what have you done? She goes, All the kids are talking back to the teachers like they were doing to you as a substitute and being really, really bad. And uh, I've gone with them, and I just do this stuff. I'm so wrong. I'm so wrong. My pastor would weep. My mom would weep. I'm so sorry. And, and I don't know what to do. Hey, she's got a separate order and a conscience. Okay, she did wrong. Everyone, you better take a separador este dia to remember this thing. Take one. I need a separador. I need something. Her conscience was a separador. I said, girl, you're doing right. Here's what you do. You go to every teacher and say, listen, I am supposed to be a Christian, and I've goofed up. I'm going to try better. Will you please forgive me? She said, oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to do that. I promise I'll do That's a separate of the Lord. Repentance is a separate of the Lord. You know, if, if you look at it, repentance, 2 Corinthians 6, is for the church. But it's also for the world. When he said this, think of it in its context. I realize we get way out of it. If you repent and you go down in that water to wash away your sins, do those two things, then the blessing will come. I'm paraphrasing. You repent. You 
you get the seven of the Lord of repentance, say, oh, God, I'm wrong, and go down that water. I'll wash away, God, I'll wash away your sins. You're going to come up. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. It's the secret of the power. We need seven of the Lord. You know what? Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is a separador. It divides between the soul and the spirit, between the emotions and what God's doing. We love inspiration. I love inspiration. But let me tell you something. It's revelation that turns us around. Inspiration is everywhere. I get inspired when I look at the ocean. I'm going to go tomorrow and look at the ocean because I I miss the ocean. I'm from the West Coast. I got to see the... But you know what? It inspires me. Watching, looking at the trees, it inspires me. But that's not revelation. It's just a little revelation of God. That's it. But revelation divides you from your own ways of emotion. Hallelujah. You want the shout? Use the shepherd of the Lord. Learn to repent. Learn to be careful before God. And you will get a shout inside of you that nobody can take away. That nobody else taught you, but God taught you because you have a separador. Separador. You know what the cross is? The cross of Jesus Christ is a... Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. But it's okay. I live. I've got a separador between me and the world. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) You know what the pastor is? No, no, no. He's our friend. He's my mentor. Well, come on. Sure. Uh, Obviously, if your car is being taken away, you need a pal. And he will be that pal. I didn't say he'll buy you a new car. But he'll at least help you and console you. But he's more than that. He's the man of God. He's the separador. Between things that you want to do and you don't do, and he's a separador. Don't tell me he wants to stand in that gap all the time. I've pastored. I don't like standing in the gap all the time. But sometimes the Holy Ghost comes upon me. I go, "Uh uh-oh, what am I saying now? Oh, God, help me. It's time to be separador. Oh, no. That's what it takes. Not all the time, not to be rude, but this purpose of a pastor to the sheep is to say, come here, come here, come here. And to pastor the sheep, like I said, if you learn how to pray in the spirit and get a man of God, you got it, baby. Hallelujah. You're the sheep. But you can't get the Holy Ghost and live out there. It won't work. It won't work. I've seen it not work. It does not work. You got to get the Holy Ghost and be in the fold. When it's happy, when the plane's rough. And you got to hold on. You got to hold on. Because God will use that separador to help you, to purge you. Hallelujah. 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 Separador. Jesus is a separador. Let's close with this real quick. Luke chapter 14. And I'm going to read quickly here. They came out. They said, hey, Jesus, you're all that in a bag of chips. Well, not quite, but Luke chapter 4, verse 14, verse number 25. Great multitudes went with him, and he turned to them. Oh, you, got, you want to follow me? Mm-hmm. He said, if any man come to me and hate, hate, not his father, his mother. Now, he doesn't mean hate. He's talking about in comparison. It's almost like a little annoyance. I love my mom. I love my dad, but I can live for God. And once I live for God, I love my mom more. I love my 
kids more. I love my wife more. I might even love my dog more. But I got to love God first. I got to be connecting with God. (laughs) What's wrong with this dog? All right. Any man come to me and hate not this and his own life, he can't be my disciple. And if he's 27, he doesn't bear his cross, he can't be my disciple. Which you intending to build a tower? You don't sit down and you count. See if you have enough to finish it. And that, then you, you, you try to finish it. You're not able to finish. Everybody mocks him. They say, hey, 30. This, this man was, able to, was starting to build and they couldn't do it. 31. A king does the same thing. I just paraphrase here. And 32. Same thing. He desires conditions of peace. Let me tell you something. This generation wants peace. We all want peace. Of course we want peace. But peace comes from Jesus, not as the world gives. Peace I give you, not as the world gives. You will have peace with a cross. Peace with a separador. Peace with a separador. Peace with a yeah. Peace with a separator. So I got peace with God, but I'm separate from everything else. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? I won't finish here. Let me tell you something. Baptism is a separador. Even in the even in the time that John the Baptist, they justified themselves because they were baptizing the others weren't a separador. Even in the New Testament, very clearly, repent and be baptized. Separador. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he baptized him and all his that night. What shall I do? Hallelujah. Amen. Separador. Get in that water. Hallelujah. Paul, what shall I do? He says, arise and be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord, washing away your sins. It's a separador. You make a commitment. Say, you know what? No, no, no for the world. Here's what it goes. Here I go down in that water in Jesus' name. That is a separador. It's a division between you and the devil, between you and everything else. Hallelujah. The eunuch, I started to say, I'll make it clear. He says, wow, I believe. Do you believe with all your heart? He says, and the next verse, he goes down in the water, full immersion, and a touch of history. Hallelujah. Just a little touch of history. The issue came out. I better go quick on this. It's in the second book. Can I have three more minutes? Okay. All right. 1913. It was a great, great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And God told the people, I'm going to do something new. Everyone was on the edge of their seat. And one man said, without knowing he was part of the prophecy, he said, let me explain. We're going to be baptizing a lot of people. Let me explain something. He said, baptism in the Bible was only in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And they just stared on him. He says, well, let me explain. Tertullian took up Matthew 28, 19 and said, we should baptize once for the Father, once for the Son, once for the Holy Ghost. He did triple baptism. He said, and then it ended up to be single baptism. But let me tell you something. It was only in the name of the Lord Jesus. They said, "That's you're making division. He said, I'm not. He didn't know what to do with that comment. He said, I, I'm not trying to start anything. All I'm telling you is that's what they did. Hallelujah. And so the next day, someone runs through the camp. says, I got it. I got it. He's the mighty God in Christ. He is the Alpha and Omega. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I am with you. And they all looked. took one year. Frank Ewart, one year later, says, we got it. And Frank Ewart baptized his assistant, notably in Jesus' name. Now, let me tell you historically what happened, because I'm close to Canada here. 
Let me tell you what happened. It was exciting. All Louisiana was baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And, and most of Canada. But in Canada, they did this thing called the Pentecostals of Canada. And here's what they did. They said, look, our doctrine will be baptism in Jesus' name. But they were afraid to rebaptize. They said, you can still baptize however you want. And it got so soft that it just... It, it, I'm telling you, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, even as a second baptism, is a separador. I no longer believe this foolishness. It got so bad that in 1926, they started another group with Franklin Small called the Apostolic Church of Pentecost. He said, you guys are foolish. And they started baptizing in Jesus' name as a rebaptism. They had power. Power, because they went with the name of Jesus and the word of God. It's a separador. You've got to be willing to take the hit and say, I love you, and you're my friend, and all that good stuff, but I've got to have my separador. i got to love God more than you. And unfortunately, if you want to know the history, in 1953, they got so weak, they merged with a group called the Evangelicals of Canada, and they've lost it. Because they wouldn't go with rebaptism. I talked to their bishop for about two hours. He, I said, your doctrine is just like the earlier doctrine and you believe in Acts 2 through 8. He says, well, well, we love everybody. He says, we love everybody. We don't contend for that kind of issue. You don't contend for the kind of issue. The Bible says contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. I don't care who say what. I love everybody, but I'm going to t- contend for this thing. I got my seven of the Lord. And as some laugh at me, those that I first got the Holy Ghost with tell me I was crazy. I said, I'm sorry. It's in the book. And I see the mighty God in Christ. I'm glad now that I did it. I would do it again. Put me down in the name of Jesus. You may not understand me, but I got my seven of the Lord. It's right there. And God has blessed me with that seven of the Lord. Say Save yourself from this untoward generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Lift up our hands. Come on, lift up your hands. Hallelujah. 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 I promise you, you want to get through, wrestle right now in your mind. God, you're dealing with me on such and such. I now put a separation. Talk to him. There might be 300 people. It doesn't matter. God wants to talk to you personally. God, I got to put a separation between me and my ego, me and my sin, me even in my family, me and my other church world, whatever it is, I got to have a separation, a separation, a separation. Let's come up to the front. I promise we'll help you to pray. We've all gone through this battle.